Hello, everybody. In the book of Leviticus, the train rolls on here in chapter 9. And in chapter 9 here, we have the first offerings of Aaron for himself and the people. Again, the sin offering and the burnt offering for himself. Their offerings for the people. Moses and Aaron blessed the people. Fire cometh from the Lord upon the altar. Hey, how about that one? Now, there's a lot of uh, overlapping here between this and the other books of Moses. Uh, so let's, but uh, again, there's lots of interesting things that are in between the overlappings. Again, that's the way the Bible is. You have four Gospels over the same time period. You have the bloodlines. You have the history. You have the uh, calling the demons out of people. You have the crucifixion. All that adds to the authenticity during the same time period. And that's what we have here in Leviticus. And it adds to the history um, with different approaches to the same time period and incidents. So that's the way it is. And it will be interesting. Okay, so in chapter 9, verse 1, it says, And it came to pass on the eighth day that Moses called Aaron and his sons and the elders of Israel and he said unto Aaron, Take thee a young calf for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering without blemish and offer them before the Lord. And unto the children of Israel thou shalt speak, saying, Take ye a kid of the goats for a sin offering and a calf, and a lamb, both of the first year without blemish, for a burnt offering, and also in four. Also a bullock and a ram for a peace, off, for peace offerings to sacrifice before the Lord, and a meat offering mingled with oil, for today the Lord will appear unto you, period. How about that? In five, we have a new paragraph, Mark. And they brought that which Moses commanded before the tabernacle tea of the congregation, and all the congregation drew near and stood before the Lord, period. I say a new paragraph in five, correct? Okay. And Moses said, This is the thing which the Lord commanded that ye should do, and the glory of the Lord shall appear unto you. That is a huge, huge event. Seven, in the, And Moses said unto Aaron, Go, capital G, unto the altar, capital A, and offer thy sin offering and thy burnt offering and make an atonement for thyself and for the people and offer the offering of the people and make an atonement for them 
as the Lord commanded. Now, Paul talked about this, how uh, the priest himself is not perfect uh, and that Christ is the uh, priest after the order of Mechizedek and uh, there is no offering to be made over and over and over. Once on the cross, that's it. That's the last of it. Paul explained that, and here, here, this is what he's talking about. They had to continually do this to <laughs> cleanse themselves before they went and made atonement for the people. All right, back into uh, the scripture in 8, new paragraph. Aaron therefore went unto the altar and slew the calf of the sin offering, which was for himself. And the sons of Aaron brought the blood unto him, and he dipped his finger in the blood and put it upon the horns of the altar and poured out the blood at the bottom of the altar. Okay, so this has gone over, over and over and over, and here it is. And we've explained the blood and the symbol of the uh, blood and what, how it means spirit. And on the wrong side of the fence, on the dark side, they have their ungodly antichrist spirit in the world. And we have the Holy Ghost. So we'll see who's right in the end, won't we? And 10, it says, but the fat and the kidneys and the call above the liver of the sin offering, he burnt upon the altar as the Lord, L-O-R-D, capitals, commanded Moses. And the flesh and, and the flesh and the hide, he burnt with fire without the camp. There's your stubble. 12, and he slew the burnt offering, and Aaron's sons presented unto him the blood, which he sprinkled round about upon the altar. Yep, without that spreading of the Holy Ghost, we're in big trouble. 13, and they presented the burnt offering unto him with the pieces thereof and the head, and he burnt them upon the altar. And he did wash the inwards and the legs and burnt them upon the burnt offering and burnt them upon the burnt offering on the altar. Another paragraph, Mark in 15. And he brought the people's offering and took the goat, which was the sin offering for the people, and slew it, and offered it for sin as the first. And we went into the ram and the he-goat offering here in these past uh, repetitions of this, uh, how the uh, horned beast uh, there in Daniel and what that represented, how that uh, ram and the he-goat, who was the ram and who was the he-goat, and we explained that. Okay, in 16, and he brought the burnt offering and offered it according to the manner. Or in uh, what they're saying in the Hebrew, the ordinance. 17, and he brought the meat offering and took an handful thereof and burnt it upon the altar beside the burnt sacrifice of the morning. He slew also the bullock and the ram for a 
sacrifice of peace offerings, which was for the people. And Aaron's sons presented unto him the blood, which he sprinkled upon the altar round about. Okay, parentheses go from which to about. And there they end. Out of the parentheses in 19. And the fat of the bullock and of the ram, the rump and that which covered the inwards, and the kidneys and the call above the liver. And they put the fat upon the, the breasts, and he burnt the fat upon the altar. 21, a sacred number, 7, 7, and 7. And the breasts and the right shoulder Aaron waved for a wave offering before the Lord as Moses commanded. 22, and Aaron lift up his hand toward, towards the people and blessed them and came down from offering of the sin offering and the burnt offering and peace offerings, plural, period. And Moses and Aaron went into the tabernacle of the congregation and came out and blessed the people and the glory of the Lord appeared unto all the people. And there came a fire out from before the Lord and consumed upon the altar the burnt offering and the fat which was which when all the people saw they shouted and fell on their faces. Okay, and they're harmonizing this with Genesis 4-4, 1 Kings 18-38, Chronicles 7, that'd be 2 Chronicles 7, uh, 1 and 2, um, or 7-1, and then 2 Maccabees 10-11. All right, so uh, this uh, glory of the Lord and this fire, what, what did we say? This is a fire from the Lord. It's the fire of the Holy Ghost. It consumed uh, the offering here. And this went on uh, lots, okay? So uh, as God appeared many times, uh, again, we didn't look at his face here. Uh, and here the people fell on their faces, and that's what we'd be doing too in this awesome event and now we have trouble in 10 because they were instructed to not use the Canaanite incense here. All right. And uh, so people are just stiff-necked and they're hard-hearted. And we're going to get a little bit of this and why you would go against what God commanded you after seeing this event here more than once, uh, being told the history of how God is this awesome God of all gods, and yet you would sin like this. When you're in this kind of position, you cannot afford to go astray. Uh, when much is given, much is expected here. As you gain wisdom and understanding, you can't be like the people that come in here and say, well, I sinned through ignorance. Uh, if you have wisdom and understanding, you didn't sin through ignorance, did you? But here we are in chapter 10, and we have 
Nadab and Abihu, and they offer a strange fire. Strange incense, folks. Aaron and his sons are forbidden to mourn for them. Hear me? So, I mean, I know. You, you watch people go astray. You watch them go back into the mystery school. You uh, uh, warn them about the uh, uh, ufology out here, this big movement that's caught fire again, this stupid rapture lie. Oh, you warn them and you show them. And, and you watch them just go on and do it. I just can't tell you the people that we warned about the jab years ahead of time. Not a, not that a week before, not something I saw on TV. The King James Bible Prophecy Church and Table studiers warned everybody not to get this jab. And we're watching them just fall. Bang, bang, bang. And they're, they're so dumbed down through all the heavy metals and radiation and the propaganda and the programming. They don't even know what hit them. Okay? But here you understand we can't sit here and mourn for people that have made their choice. Okay, and here's a case of that. Aaron and his sons are forbidden to mourn for them. They disobeyed. No one broke their arm to go in here and do this. No one put a sword to their neck and said, go in there and offer your strange fire from Canaan. See, and that's what I said. There's a difference between that he's drawing the line so people would understand what's good and what's bad in the world. Because the world is polluted through the fallen angels. you got to come out of the whore. And that's even back here. That, you know, the whore of Babylon goes back to Babylon and before. All right, so they were told. And the priests are forbidden wine when they are to go into the tabernacle. No. <laughs> yeah. There's a time for a feast. There's a time for a, for a uh, fasting. And uh, you don't feast and go into the uh, tabernacle like this. This is quite an honor, and you don't go in there drinking. Good grief. But anyway, they're told that here. In uh, the law of eating holy things and Aaron's ex excuse for transgressing thereof. And uh, like I said, Aaron was far from perfect. He had some pretty bad backslides here. And so did Miriam. And we'll see all that here. Verse 1 in chapter 10, it says, And Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took either of them his censer and put fire therein and put incense thereon and offered strange fire before the Lord, which he commanded them not. See, no fear of the Lord. And there went out fire from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. Okay, folks, we got to fear the Lord. We got to fear the Lord. Uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of your wisdom and understanding. Without wisdom and understanding, where are you? Three, it says, Then Moses said unto Aaron, 
This is it that the Lord spake, saying, I will be sanctified in them that come nigh me, and before all the people I will be glorified. And Aaron held his peace. And Moses called Michelle and Elphan, the sons of Uziel, the uncle of Aaron, and said unto them, Come near, carry your brethren from before the sanctuary, capital S, out of the camp. See, they're going out with the dung. So they went near and carried them in their coats out of the camp, as Moses had said. And Moses said unto Aaron, and unto Eleazar, and to Ithamar, his sons, uncover not your heads, neither rend your, your clothes, lest you die, and lest wrath come upon all the people. But let your brethren, the whole house of Israel, bewail the burning which the Lord hath kindled. And ye shall not go out from the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, lest you die. For the anointing oil of the Lord is upon you. And they did according to the word of Moses. In 8, new paragraph. And the Lord spake unto Aaron, saying, Do not drink wine nor strong drink, thou nor your sons with thee, when ye go into the tabernacle of the congregation, lest ye die. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations. Okay? So at the New Jerusalem, when he raises the sons of Levi, they will be forbidden, like now, to uh, have strong drink before they went in there. Hey, it's an honor. It's an honor to go in there. Do what you're told. That's, that's easy. All right, but when you warn people, and they do it anyway, like I'm saying, uh, I warn people about the ufology movement out here and the deception that's involved, but yet they go, the dog goes right back to his puke. All right? They go right back to the deception. Here's the world whispering to them. They're not cleaning themselves with God's doctrine. So you're surrounded by this occultism on all sides and all these religions, all the pieces of Osiris. And you fall for it. And you've been told, now you have no excuse. So wait for your spaceship. It'll take you, it'll ship you up there. <laughs> That's what they're saying out here. Okay. Absolute ignorance and deception and de demonology. They're warned. So I can't stop them from uh, the hog trough. They want to suck down the uh, 1952 ufology, go right ahead. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations, and that includes with the new Jerusalem. In 10.10 10, it says, And that ye may 
put difference between holy and unholy and between unclean and clean. That's the trouble. You see, these priests, these Gnostic types, they think they're clever by coming around Christianity and trying to make it all the same. Oh, Allah and Jesus, they're both one. You see, and what's God teaching them here? The difference in the holy and the unholy, right from wrong. That's what the law is all about. That's, that's what the law is all about, but you've got to obey the law. You've got to absorb it into your heart. You've got to study it, and the Holy Ghost will end up writing it on your heart for you. Also, the duty of teaching it to your uh, children here in 11, and that ye may teach the children of Israel all the statutes which the Lord hath spoken unto them by the hand of Moses. New paragraph, Mark in 12. And Moses spake unto Aaron, and unto Eleazar, and unto Ithamar, his sons that were left. Take the meat offering that remaineth of the offerings of the Lord, made by fire, and eat it without leaving beside the altar, for it is most holy. And ye shall eat it in the holy place, because it is thine, it is thy due, and thy son's due of the sacrifices of the Lord made by fire, for so I commanded. Again, this is... In 13, it says, And ye shall eat it in the holy place, because it is thy due and thy son's due of the sacrifices of the Lord made by fire, for so I am commanded. All right, now, this is why I'm saying uh, the Lord's sharing with his priests here. Okay? That's, that's what this is. And you're also commanded uh, here in 14. It says, And the wave, breast, and heave shoulder shall ye eat in a clean place, thou and thy sons and thy daughters with thee. For they be thy due and thy sons' due, which are given out of the sacrifice of peace offerings of the children of Israel." The heave shoulder and the wave breast shall they bring with the offerings made by fire of the fat to wave it for a, for a wave offering before the Lord, and it shall be thine and thy sons with thee by a statute forever as the Lord hath commanded. 16 is a new paragraph again. And Moses diligently sought the goat of the sin offering, and behold, it was burnt. And he was angry with Eleazar and Ithamar, the sons of Aaron, which were left alive, saying, Whatsoever have ye not eaten the sin offering in the holy place, seeing it is most holy, 
and God hath given it you to bear the iniquity of the congregation, capital C, to make atonement for them before the Lord, question mark. Behold, the blood of it was not brought in within the holy place. Ye should indeed have eaten it in the holy place as I commanded. See, they're having trouble with this. Okay. 19. And Aaron said unto Moses, Behold, this day have they offered their sin offering and their burnt offering before the Lord. And such things have befallen me. And if I had eaten the sin offering today, should it have been accepted in the sight of the Lord? Question mark. And when Moses heard that, he was content. But still, you understand, uh, these are uh, great responsibilities to do. They're clearly being taught. They're clearly being repeated here. You've just lost two people that refused to, to do what was right. And uh, this just should, it should be obeyed no matter what. All right, now, I, I fast forward to today. I clearly taught the uh, winter solstice here. And this is what, December 20th. And uh, the solstice, the winter solstice is big important. The three days of no lengthening of days. It's the Osirian cycle. It, it goes into all the mythologies of the great occult empires, the Egypt, the Babylon. Uh, no matter where the occult is taught, this, this uh, boat of Isis and all that, it's all taught. And the winter solstice... Well, the 21st is today, okay? And it wouldn't matter. It lines up with the astrology. So you, you have the uh, given day, and then you have the, the people that practice on the exact astrology of the calendar. That is what Christmas is. It's the uh, Osirian three days of death. Now, why would somebody start mixing that up and saying and putting Christ involved with the three days of darkness during Christmas when that's obviously and they've been talking to me how could they come back and say are the little spaceship and the green men coming down to so that we can board the spaceships you know how many years I've been hearing that so you know what it can't just go in one ear and out the other like Nadab and Abihu here. You, you just can't do that. It's all important. It's God Almighty. Yahshua. You, you got to let it sink in. And it, it ought to be your joy to do what's right in his sight. Now you got it. But you can't have uh, 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 a foot in both the camps. Here is, he's teaching the difference between the holy and the unholy. That's why the law is being turned up as things progress here. Okay, and, and it's going to be turned up some more. 
because he's trying to teach these people the difference between the holy and the unholy.